created obviously by God. And so somewhere between the end of Genesis chapter 1 and the beginning of Genesis chapter 3, something must have happened in this one people who becomes governing this nation and others who then follow him who sin against God. Uh, it's not that the passage in Isaiah chapter 14 uh, is about that very fall. And I say it's not because this passage literally is about Babylon and the king of Babylon. But because in scripture, Babylon is often used figuratively to represent evil, many of us think because of how this is written, many think that this is spoken of in a poetic way of Satan himself, the king of Judah, so Isaiah 14, verse 12. Again, I'm just going to unpack this a bit about how you are fallen from heaven, O gates of heaven down, how you are cut down to the ground, and you lay the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God, I will set my throne on high, I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far regions of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will make the most high. Now that could easily be translated as Babylon. And it could end up sounding in bad history. But it seems to fit also this adversary of God, the spiritual adversary of God, Satan himself. So do we see this spirituality? Are we seeing it in the Old Testament? But do we especially see it in the New as Jesus comes on the scene? Because Jesus is tempted, we know, by Satan to the extent that Jesus comes to undo everything that our first parents did with Adam and Eve. They were tempted in the garden, and they sinned. And so if only Satan could get Jesus to sin in the same way, any conquered at all, he conquered the ones who were made, and he's even conquered the very Son of Man. And so Jesus is in the wilderness in the middle of the story. I thought he, he doesn't succumb to the temptation. He, by the very word of God, uh, um, Masters, if you will, Satan defeats him, uh, and then he's not. And then we see that in the life of Jesus, from place to place, from time to time, as he begins to preach, we see that his presence seems to evoke the manifestation of evil spirits or demons in people in various different situations. And in each one, Jesus is never lost, he always overpowers them by his very word. And then we Satan then reserves Judas, who then um, goes on to betray Jesus, and then we know the whole cast scene. And so it's silent. And the silence drives him. And I just, in the teeth of this evil one, Thank you. 
in the name of Jesus. And, and the answer is in one sense, yes. Because it can be held in the very name of Jesus. And that name is a powerful name in Scripture, are almost always very significant. The most significant one, of course, is the name of God. You remember that when Moses <coughs> was being called by God to go back into Egypt and bring the people out of Egypt, he said to God, Who shall I say has sent me? And God gave to Moses his name, that is God's name. He said, Tell this I am has sent you. And that was hugely significant because he's giving his name I am, the word we, giving his name I am. God was saying, I am eternal. I am the eternal sovereign ruler of all the world. Before anybody else am, I am. I've always am. That's the name of Jesus. So there's no one greater than am. There's no one greater than this one who has always been, who is the creator of all the world, who is sovereign over all that is created. And so so that name is significant. In fact, at another time, Moses says to God, show me your glory. one named Jesus who's come to save his people from their sins. It's really a powerful name. We are to exalt the name of Jesus. We are to extol the name of Jesus. We're to magnify the name of Jesus. And of course, we magnify the name of Jesus not like a microscope magnifies, but like a telescope. You know, a microscope takes things that are very small that we couldn't otherwise see and makes them big enough It's more like a telescope. It takes something huge but far away that we can't see, but in some sense clings to us. And so through our contacts, through what we can see, it can light up us and realize how big it is. And so we magnify his name. The name of Jesus is magnified. And when we magnify, we extol and we praise. And that's what this because of, of the teaching of all the things of what God did in the context of their lives. Jesus, and I, 